So for today's podcast, we're talking again, Superintendent David Smith, and welcome back to Ashley Libert. Ashley's back with us again from the Vandenberg County Health Department. Ashley, I know you were insanely busy over at the health department, so thanks so much for taking the time to join us. No problem. So let's start, David, just with talking about EVSC here. We've said this, but let's just hit it again, because today now is this post. We're wrapping up our first full day with everyone back in attendance. Knock on wood, things seem to be going very, very well. Yes, exceedingly well. And so very, very grateful for the public. Uh, you know, the cooperation that we received, you know, students are wearing their masks. They're doing social distancing. Our staff been great. Um, so I uh, could not have asked for anything better. Certainly has been an answer to prayers. I think just kudos to everyone for the parts they've played in that. And I will say this, and we talked about this earlier. I was at a high school this morning, saw probably 50 high school students, teenagers standing out front waiting for the day to begin. Everyone had their mask on. There was not an adult walking around saying, put your mask on, put your mask on. You could just see these students understood what they need to do to stay in school. And, you know, our students are responsible given given expectations and the rationale, the reason for why uh, we need to do these things. They do rise to the occasion. Definitely. We're very proud of them. So, Ashley, let's turn to you then and and do this because we want to make sure people are updated because, as we've said since March, this, this situation just keeps changing and guidance can change from time to time. And, of course, we're talking to you nonstop. Mm-hmm. We're all following CDC guidance and then Indiana State Department of Health guidance. So, the CDC did make a few changes. Just want to talk through those with you um, because parents need to be aware of this. We've made our school personnel aware of this. So, so they know what these changes are. So we'll go ahead and put this up on the screen. We're talking about screening guidance for parents here. So first one, there's been a change with a couple of the symptoms coming off of this chart. You want to talk about that? Right. So the Indiana State Department of Health um, set their guidelines to fall in line with the recommendations from the CDC. Um, So parents need to be screening their children every day for a fever of 100.4 or greater. if the school has a lower threshold, then they can. Which we do. Add. We've always gone consistently by 100. So that's where we are in EVSC. That would be great. Um, so if they have, you know, a fever of that 100.0 or higher, they need to stay home. Um, a sore throat, a cough, um, diarrhea, vomiting, or um, that nausea. Nausea and then headache. Oh, I'm sorry. This says um, diarrhea, vomiting, and abdominal Yes, I'm pain. sorry. That is sorry on there. That. That's correct. Um, and then a new onset of a severe headache and a loss of taste or smell. And because we, we left that on there because that is a classic symptom of COVID. Okay. And then a couple of things that came off, I believe body aches were on the original guidance that fell off. Correct, uh, with yes. the new guidance. Mm-hmm. And then also what we saw drop off was um, a runny nose, a stuffy nose. And I know that was problematic, especially for very, very young children. So that is no longer considered a screening symptom, correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, and then another change too was a, a bit of a tweak to the six foot, 15 minute rule. So of course, we're talking about that zone, uh, that cone, if you will, six feet where you could be considered a close contact. But before it was 15 minutes at a time. And, and now that that's been changed to throughout the day, right? Right. So now it is an accumulation of 15 minutes throughout a single day. So it could be five minutes here, five minutes there, another five minutes here. So it's not just a set one time period of 15 okay. minutes. And and for people that are detail-oriented, oriented, we don't necessarily need to get caught up in 20 seconds here, 30 seconds there, but you're talking those longer blocks of time that could add up to 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. And again, of course, that close interaction, if you're within six feet for any extended period of time, that's when the risk goes up. 
That's correct. Um, and you have to think about the amount of and the level of exposure. Um, and you're going to be considered a close contact regardless of whether or not you have a mask on. So that 15 minutes, um, you're going to be looking at regardless of whether or not there's mask or plexiglass. And that's all coming from the Indiana State Department of Health. Sure, sure. Which, again, is why we've tried to do everything possible to set up schools, classrooms, any learning spaces so that you've got that distance, that social distance. So hopefully we can limit the amount of close contacts that would be identified. Sure. Um, and then the last thing, and, and we shared this with our school folks yesterday, our COVID teams that are going to be dealing directly with families. Talk to us about if there's symptoms and you're living within a in the same household. How does that look now? Sure. So if a student has symptoms, any of the symptoms that we just went over, they're going to hopefully be screened by their parents and they'll stay home. They won't come to school Mm -hmm. sick. Um, But if a student starts to develop symptoms um, throughout the day and they get sent home, those siblings will have to go home as well until an alternative diagnosis is received or there is a negative test. Um, Just to kind of limit the exposure of the close contacts and and being in the school setting since that is a higher risk for exposure. So let's look at an example just to help people that are watching this or listening. So if you're a family, obviously you're all living in this case in the same household and you have an eighth grader wakes up with a severe headache or with a headache, which is one of the symptoms, you would then of course keep that eighth grader grader home because that's how we stop the the spread of this. But if you have a third grader who wakes up feeling fine, you really need to keep that third grader home now too because they're in the same household. Exactly. That's correct. Um, And you want to take that um, eighth grader that's symptomatic and see if you can have them seen by their primary care provider, their pediatrician, or get them tested for COVID. Okay. Now, a negative test result would mean everyone in that household that was quarantining could then return to their school or work. That's correct. The symptomatic student, though, has to meet the exclusion for whatever illness or alternative diagnosis that they have before they can return to school, as long as they've been fever-free for 24 hours. And the caveat with that, too, is without medication. You can't take Tylenol. You have to be no medication that would reduce your fever. Correct. Okay. All right. And again, those are changes that were made. We want everyone to be aware of those. And we're going to continue monitoring, as I know you all will, because if there's additional guidance changes from CDC, we're certainly going to share that immediately. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Ashley. Dr. Smith, let's turn to you now. And we're going to talk about um, the state of Indiana. And Governor Holcomb has been doing consistent updates, along with Dr. Box. Dr. Box is the commissioner of the Department of Health, and they're extremely informative. And the state has been hearing from schools, other organizations, we'd like more guidance. And so I know we just found out yesterday that that is going to be coming. So let's talk to you about that with a new color coding system. So we're going to put this on the screen. Um, and you want to just start talking us through this new uh, way to share information with people? Certainly. Before I do, though, I want to also express my appreciation to Ashley and the Vanderbilt County Health mm-hmm. Department. Um, Definitely. They, they have done a phenomenal job for all of the citizenry of Vanderbilt County and certainly do appreciate that very much. So specific to the levels, uh, great deal of appreciation goes to Dr. Box, also Governor Holcomb. He provides those weekly updates every Wednesday afternoon, and they are very, very informative. Uh, and this is really something that school districts have been asking for. So uh, every county in the state of Indiana will uh, receive basically color-coded uh, system that will be 
uh, a factor of or made up of a number of new cases in the past week per 100,000 residents. So in Vanver County, uh, we have 180,000 residents. Uh, the percent positivity is determined by the number of positive tests divided by the total number of tests of administered. And that's uh, basically what they're doing now. And then the third uh, component of that is basically, so what's the trend, uh, the percent or the change in the percent positive in the previous week. So each one of those three separate bits of data then uh, can be scored from zero to three. Then they divide the sum of those uh, three bits of data by three. Uh, and then you will get a uh, the result of that, if we could put That's that up score. on the screen, yeah, let's take a look would be at the that. score. So blue is 0 to 0.9, yellow, as you can see, 1 to 1.1, or 1.9, orange 2 to 2.5, and then red would be greater than 2.5. So here's the breakdown of what uh, that looks like currently in Indiana. And as you, I'm sorry, uh, got ahead of myself there. So you can see the new cases and how those point breakdowns are new cases per 100,000 residents in the county, the percent positivity. And that's that seven day rolling average and then the change in the percent positive. And basically, so, as you're looking at that, you're seeing three columns. You're going to get a score for each column and then those are right. added together. And that's what's going to translate added together column. and then divided by three. And then that will show you then the the state map, which uh, we're looking which at what now, we see right now. And really blessed to be able to say that Vanberg County is in blue. Now, as we all know, that can change. Um, and because I would venture to say that two or three weeks ago, had this methodology been deployed, Vanderbilt County would not have been in blue. Uh, so I know that recently, over the last two days, we've had 35 new cases each of the last two days. I think it's and going to be- that's countywide. Correct. Uh, and it will be difficult to stay in blue if that trend continues. So once again, our schools can stay in session only with the collaboration and cooperation sure. of everyone in Vanderbilt County. That's why it is so critical to wear a mask, socially distant, and then also to make certain that we continue to clean those high-touch surfaces. Well, and I know as we were looking at the map, um, when you heard Dr. Box and the governor talking about this, obviously the goal, if we could put that map back up for a second, the goal with that map is to see as much blue as possible. So I know from a state level, they're really looking at that and wanting to see all of the other colors eventually turn from red to orange to yellow to blue. But you're you're correct. It can go backwards at the same time. So once right. you're in blues, there's no yes. guarantee you're staying there. And this is not live yet, but it will be live on the Indiana State Department of Health's website. Uh, I think it goes live on Wednesday and then will be so. updated every Wednesday. And then the, the state also has provided recommendations for how school districts and school corporations can respond to the various levels. Okay. And something we're going to do, because we've really dabbled with a dashboard on our own website. It's we changed a little bit because as data changed, how it was reflected locally and how it was reported. So now actually what we're going to do starting next week on the EVSC website, we're going to capture this from the state. So you can really go to in.gov, in.gov, to the state website to see the data, or you can go to the EVSC website. Once their system goes live, we'll start displaying it. We're a countywide system for all of our schools, so really it fits nicely within Vandenberg County to see where we're at to help us and really school districts across the state make decisions. Yes, it does, and very grateful for the metric that they put together. 
Definitely. And and I think as we get ready to wrap up here, the key is, as you said, you know, we've had a really good start. We had our soft start, our three days and our three days. We're back together now. I think the challenge is to keep doing the things we've been doing, not just today, but next week, next month and all throughout the fall. Absolutely. We want to stay in school. We know that's the very best place for our students. We know that it, uh, families need that continuity, uh, but it does take the cooperation of every everybody in Vandenberg County. Definitely. Well said. I think that's a good way to end it for today. Um, Ashley, thank you again very much for taking time out of your hectic day to come over and share that information. I'm sure we'll be inviting you back to future podcasts to talk about changes and updates as we uh, make our way through this situation. Dr. Smith, thanks for taking time out of your day to talk as well. Thank you.